pasa la juca si no lo guarda con esa. Y el pum 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 Good evening and welcome to another episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Come sit at the table with us. Uh, someone who's never afraid to sit at the table with us. Uh, Coach Rex wrote joining us tonight. How are you doing this evening, Coach? Hey, how are you guys doing? Huh? It's been a while since we spoke, and thanks again for having me on tonight. Of course. Always uh, enjoy having you on the show. Excited to get into uh, your announcements and everything. And uh, for those of you watching live, we'll actually get uh, the live reactions here from the <laughs> San Antonio Soccer Roundtable crew because we are just as clueless as what you guys are as far as these announcements go. So not only will we have some live announcements, we'll also have some live reactions. But uh, Rafa, I know you're joining us from down there in Laredo at your beautiful, is that a La Quinta? Rafa, I'm not getting any audio from you, man, if you want to. Not yet. We'll come right back to you, Rafa. Show will go on. I know Rafa will get his stuff up and running. Uh, Danielle trying to cup her ears there. Still waiting on some pizza, so we might have a little bit of a hangry Danielle this evening. I'm going to try to contain myself. Um, but I was so, super excited. I went and saw the women's national team play on Friday at BBVA. It was freezing, um, but I love seeing our team live and in person and getting to see a couple of the new players and how they fit. And in honor of that, I've got my American Outlaw scarf on there. So shout out to um, the AO family. And I know we've got a couple matches coming up, and so they've got some watch parties going on. So make sure to check them out. The women are playing on Friday night. And they against Mexico, right? Mexico, yeah. So they should win handily. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at like a three zero, maybe three one four one. Mexico didn't look good against Canada, although Canada's pretty good. Canada's looking good now. They they've always been a, a top team, but um, so yeah. Well, I know we'll get into that here in a little bit as far as uh, what that experience was like for the uh, the women's national game. Excited to kind of hear more about that and everything. Uh, Harry, how are you doing tonight? I know you had a uh, long road trip here kind of in the middle of the week for an exciting announcement as well from uh, the Central Texas Lobos. Yeah, I went up. Uh, they uh, started a UWS team, uh, the CTX Hornets. Uh, so thank you, David, for inviting us. It was awesome. I got scarves for... Uh, Danielle and Rafa, sorry, Scott, you didn't uh, jump in quick enough. Uh, he gave us two scarves. But, no, it was an off, awesome event. They had it at EVO. Uh, it's kind of like a Dave and Buster's with the movie theater. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, like I said here, uh, FC Austin Elite was there. So we got to talk uh, a little bit of women's soccer with them. Um, got to meet their coaching staff and academy. So it was, it was a fun event to go and, and see. Um, and for the UWS with the – with the Athenians, with uh, CTX Hornets, with F uh, Austin FC Elite. That's a pretty good uh, I-35 uh, match. And uh, I have uh, I've heard rumors that there might be a fourth team further up on I-35, uh, more in your uh, area of the uh, of the uh, Metroplex the world. Uh, so there might be uh, four four but uh, like i said here that hasn't been confirmed like so that's uh, just uh, something that uh, 
is whispering in the underground. So we will see. Gotcha. Yeah, I know there was a little bit of concern earlier uh, this week on social media around who the Athenians potentially might be playing in the uh, UWS with the announcement of the uh, Houston Aces going to the WPSL as well. Yes. So uh, more teams forming in that league. And, yeah, we'll just have to kind of keep an eye on what's going on. But um, obviously no plans on that folding or anything. Uh, they plan on filling the spots, it sounds like. So we got Rafa back with us now live from Laredo. Rafa, you want to test that audio one more time? Damn it, man. We still can't hear you, buddy. You got to press the on button, Rafa. On. <laughs> One of those Wednesdays. Rafa will just give us hand signals and uh, smoke screens and uh, all that good stuff. Blink twice if you agree. Blink once if you don't agree with what Coach Rex wrote's about to uh, get into here. But we'll get Rafa going here in just a little bit because we're definitely going to want to hear from him. Uh, but Coach Rex wrote... Uh, as you mentioned, we hadn't had a chance here kind of to talk recently. I, I know you've kind of just been planning and, and waiting for the timing and everything else and, and kind of trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be next for Samba. But um, like I said earlier, you know, we're kind of in the same boat as everyone else. Just excited to kind of hear what news you have in store for us tonight. And uh, we'll ask some questions, you know, accordingly. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Before I go on, though, I want to uh, light the fuse a little bit. Um... Danielle, here That's you go. That's fancy. Yeah, swag that I don't have. Uh, Danielle, swag that I don't Yeah, so when I'm, when I'm done with my interview, Danielle, you can take it over and you can just let Scott have it. So. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we do have, uh, actually, I have three major announcements uh, tonight. But before, I want to say hi to my high school team over at the Geneva School of Bernie. Uh, we just finished out our season on Monday. Unfortunately, we did not walk away with a win. We just missed playoffs by uh, two wins. Um, but the boys battled uh, very strong this season with a skeleton uh, roster of 12. We, we played oh, wow. sometimes with 10 players. So, um, you know, guys, great season. And we're moving up to 5A next year. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need more than uh, – you need a few more players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we're, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Maybe uh, I'll call Augie and maybe uh, I can get some uh, Antonio players. Like yeah, my high school eligibility is definitely no longer uh, active. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one of the uh, announcements is um, we, I, I kind of gave a little teaser a couple weeks ago by putting a video that we're back. So one of them is that we're going to be starting uh, tryouts for a new season in spring. And we, in the next couple of days, we are going to announce dates on those tryouts. Um and we'll, so everybody keep uh, following us on all our social media at Samba, FCSA, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook across the board. Uh, second major announcement is that we are going to be praying spring. So obviously that's why we're holding tryouts. And the league that Samba FC San Antonio has decided to go into would be NSL, N NSL, uh, National Soccer League. Um, this is a league that was formed in, in 2000. Uh, the owner and president is Milton Galvan. He's out in Florida. Um, the league has been expanding little by little, and uh, now uh, we will be hitting uh, in Texas uh, for spring. Um, just to let you know how big the league's going, we have close to uh, 17 teams already in Florida. We have a league in North Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, uh, New York, Georgia, 
Um, the Atlantic City, which combines with Boston and some other teams around there, around the border area, Kansas City. And we have seven teams that have already signed up in California. Um, so, and Texas is just around the corner. So we are going to be playing in the NFL National Soccer League. And the third major announcement of that is that I am going to be the director of the league for the state of Texas. Nice. Gotcha. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I have uh, talked to uh, Mr. Galvan. Uh, we've been in, in, in a talk. Uh, I've been talking about for a couple months now, and um, he wants me to start the, the league out here in Texas, which we're going to have conference managers in every city that we do have uh, uh, teams in. I will be the director, which handles the entire state of Texas. We're going to be doing things a little differently and learning from other leagues and past leagues that Samba has played in. Um, we, I've never been the, the fond of pay to play. So the league is totally free. Wow. Uh, players, uh, will just have to register with their teams, uh, every season registration is $40 per player. We will have a limited roster of, um, anywhere between 27 to 30 players on the roster. No more than that. Um, as I said, the league is free. You will not have to pay membership. You will not have to pay league costs. You just basically cover your player registration. We are affiliated with U.S. Soccer, and all our teams um, across the nation from the cities that announced that are playing, they are um, eligible to qualify for U.S. Open Cup. Okay. And I so. think I saw from something that Harry just uh, sent out uh, earlier about the league that they just signed a TV kind of deal or whatever with MyCujo as far as a streaming mm -hmm. platform and stuff like that to be able to watch the matches on. Yes, matter of fact, um, the NSL underscore Texas Twitter mm -hmm. and Instagram uh, posted that as well because it was posted on the main social media of the league. And uh, we're, they're, they're in talks. Uh, I think they did already sign something with Mike Cujo. Um, uh, so that, that, that's, that's going to be really good. I know Mike Cujo uh, likes to work with uh, various leagues throughout the world. Mm -hmm. well, we're, we're real happy uh, to, to be part of that with Mike Cujo. I'm very familiar with Mike Cujo. Um, I kind of spoke to um, Mr. Galavan about that last year, um, and um, he didn't know exactly what I was talking about, but we had more uh, was, uh, educating him about it. He kind of liked the idea, so we're going that route. Um, going back to, to, to our league, we're going to have some standards. Um, you know, we are definitely going to have a um, premier division and a first division. The first division would be considered the relegation division. Um, and uh, the league also has a youth youth um, a league, which is mostly started right now in Florida. We don't have those leagues anywhere else mm -hmm. but Florida right now. So, um, as I said before, uh, the league is free. Uh, teams will obviously have their own home home sta uh, stadium, wherever they play. They have to pay for their for their field. Um, any teams that come from other leagues that they they're used to paying registration fee or membership fee. Um, they can put that in their pocket and and, and, and put that into uh, the team with new uniforms or, or getting better fields and help them with transportation. So um, that's something that we're looking forward to doing. The league is um, doing very well. It's it's, it's growing. Um, we're planning to go 77 sometime next year uh, out here in Texas. Uh, that will be headed up by somebody else, not not me. But, um, you know, uh, I'm really looking forward to, 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 to basically grabbing the bull by the horns and and making this league uh, as best as possible. You know, we're not trying to take over and become the uh, the the, uh, the best league or the or, or the biggest league with the most teams. 
you know, we just want to give teams here in Texas another opportunity for them to play semi-pro level instead of having a particular league just monopolize the whole thing. So, so you said that you guys are shooting for a spring season this upcoming spring here in the next three or four months. Is that yeah, is that correct? Um, yes. Uh, just to let you know, the teams that we have, uh, as I mentioned, North Carolina, Florida, New York, Georgia, uh, the Atlantic City Div- uh, Division, uh, Kansas, and California. We, um, mm-hmm. Teams have already registered. Uh, we have set, uh, 16 teams in Florida. One of them is Red Force FC, which is the, the conference manager from UPSL. Mm-hmm. They've left UPSL, and now they're playing with NSL. We have two other teams also uh, that left UPSL uh, that are playing with NSL. Um, so Two you know, good teams that did. Uh, the Sharks FC, 561, and Miami United FC. Yep. Both wore regular divisions, so yes. Yes, yes. Um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, I mean, I can go on the list of the teams that are registered, but uh, we will put it on a, on the website. We're, uh, we will have a website here for Texas. It will be um, uh, Texas underscore. I'm uh, sorry, uh, NSL underscore Texas dot com. So, will those teams in Texas then be traveling to play some of those other teams across state lines? Or are you trying to form a conference no, no, here no, just for the no, spring no, for Texas? We want to have a conference in Houston. We want to have a conference here in San Antonio. Conference in Dallas. A conference in the South area. Our conference in Houston. Uh, it won't be called Houston. Uh, we, we have our own names that we're calling sure. them. Um, so uh, we, we, we want to keep the cost down of traveling. Sure. Um, so right now we, we do have uh, six teams already registered in Houston. Okay. And um, uh, we, they will be announced uh, on Thursday who they are. Uh, we have a couple of teams already in Dallas. So we're, we're trying to fill up that conference. And uh, we want to work something out here in San Antonio. So, um, you know, if, if, if certain, uh, certain cities don't happen right away, that's fine. I mean, it's, we understand that, uh, this is the process, you know, this is, this is something that is um, taking my little baby thing that I want to make sure I do things right. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly, uh, the teams that are coming to us from other leagues, what they've experienced, what they don't like, and we want to make sure that we cater to them and we can't call the members because we don't have membership fees and we right. don't have the creation fees. So, um, uh, you know, have these teams come aboard and, 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 and able to showcase their players, not able to, to not have to pay a high ridiculous amount uh, for playing, and they can save that money and use it for, for transportation, use it for uniforms, get themselves a better field. And, you know, like I told you guys earlier, we're, we're not looking to become the biggest league and in, in hundreds and hundreds of teams. If we have each conference has six teams, eight teams, and that's all we say. We're fine with that. But they're going to be quality teams, and they're, they're going to get quality service from the league. So, um, you know, and then from the experience that I've had with, with uh, UPSL, you know, I know what I want as an owner, as a head coach. So I will definitely give that to the new teams that come to us. So, you know, uh, basically what, what we went through, I mean, uh, it's a recipe of, to do things right for the other teams. Well, that is very exciting, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what teams join here uh, for the San Antonio region and everything. I know you said you guys have tryouts starting here shortly, so I imagine that's a, a, an ambitious goal to try and uh, have a spring season here that's going to kick off in a few months. And uh, will you have a, a time frame or some type of timeline around announcements for the San Antonio area? Uh, uh, let's see. We're I probably should have mm, by mid February or maybe even in the next four or five days. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to iron out some dates down with Whitley Heights. 
and um, have the tryouts. Then we've been getting a lot of emails and a lot of messages on all our social media from some for Samba that uh, players are wondering, when, are we coming back? What's going on? You know, what happened to the team? And then we're responding that we're holding tryouts. So we're getting well, a lot of positive feedback for that. You know, given the and uh, which is going to be beautiful because players don't have to pay anymore now. We're not charging our players. And even for the other teams that want to play in the league, but maybe couldn't afford the $5,000 buy-in for the UPSL or something like that, have you already, how are you going to try and vet that? Because I could see where, you know, a lot of teams would love to play in this league uh, due to obviously the low cost and everything else. Um, are you asking how we, uh, how do we plan to vet that? What if your inbox just starts flooding with emails with teams oh. you know, that are playing first division Sunday league that, Hey, we right. want to get more competitive. You know, we think that this is a good option for us because there's, not a whole lot of overhead, you know, how are you going to kind of try and handle that? Well, I, I thought about that and I talked it over with uh, Milton Galan and, and, and what we want to do is um, before we accept any team, we want to make sure they have the structure. We want to make sure that the professional, we want to make sure that if they played in any other league, you're going to find out, you know, how, how they acted in those leagues. Um, you know, uh, we're just not going to accept anybody. So there's going to be a little bit of a reputation, a little bit of oh, a... Yeah. Well, that's what we want to do. Like I said, we, we're going to have uh, requirements from every team that, that, that we want. We might be a little lenient the first season. Sure. But, you know, they're not, it's not going to be outlandish where they have to play in the stadium of 3,500 or 1,500, you know. But there are certain things that, that, that we want to, to, for our league to stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, we want quality teams. We want professional teams. Um you know, not not to say that if we get a call or, or I get uh, an email from a from a from an owner or a coach for that plays Sunday league, you know, there are some Sunday league teams here in San Antonio that handle things very well. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and that are very competitive. I mean, don't and get me wrong. I'm, yeah, exactly. They're very competitive. So uh, the main things we want to make sure, like I said, they have the structure. Things are done right, and um, that and because it's only going to help us improve the league. It's only going to help us improve the competition. You know, we're not looking forward to having a team come in, accept anybody, and all of a sudden, you know, the score becomes 20 to nothing, 15 to nothing. I mean, it, it's not something that we want. You know, we want every single game as competitive as possible, a nail-biting uh, games and stuff like that. I know it's going to take uh, a little bit of time, um, you know, and um, teams that want to reach out to me, you know, we're going to uh, – this. what I'm giving you now is a press release live, but the press release will be on our, on our website by Thursday. We'll, be in, we'll announce everything on our social media Samba. Um, so now the cat's out of the bag and, um, you know, I just want to, I want to do the thing where I've always, you know, you know me, Scott, I, I players, I've always told you players, you know, that players come first for me at all times. Mm-hmm. And I want to, uh, I want to showcase players out here in San Antonio, give them that opportunity, that extra little window to be seen, you know, so- and, and it's hard to do that when teams don't have the finances and they're paying a ridiculous amount of money. Um, not saying that's wrong that leads charge that, but there are teams that just can't afford that. Mm-hmm. So we want to help them out. You know, the pay for play I've never been fond of, you know, coming from a third world country in South America, you know, it's, uh, it's, they're, they're, you know, and if we can, uh, the league has succeeded since 2000 doing this. Mm-hmm. So there should be no problem of us doing it out here. And my pay is going to be the success watching uh, the benefits of, of players to be seen, teams to, 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 to do well in the U.S. Open Cup, to do well in the in, in, in state of Texas, represent. We do have a national tournament that we do with all, with all the, the, cha- uh, the champions from each state. Um, it's in Florida. Uh, it is played at the USSSA um, soccer grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's where the finals will be played. 
So, Coach, I, I know you mentioned that, you know, part of the goal of the league is, is just to give teams another avenue that maybe you can't afford, um, you know, the, the other routes that are here. Um, but, you know, just, just tell us real, real quick, you know, what are some of the other goals? I know you mentioned potentially, uh, you know, showcasing some of that talent being seen on a, a U.S. Open Cup stage. What are some of the other goals of the league? How do you hope, if I were an owner wanting to join this league, what is it maybe that I'm trying to accomplish in the next five years or, or by playing in, in this new league? Um, well, uh, like I said, we want to get good. Our, our, our main goal right now is, is, is put a good league that's run perfect, that's run well. That is catered to the teams, catered to the coaches the way it should be catered. Um, we're, you know, have our rules and guidelines followed and, and us, whatever we put on print, following them, not decide to change the rules whenever we want to. Um, five years down the road, we're looking to, uh, uh, obviously, if we're still around, which I hope we are, uh, bring in some sponsors for help sponsoring the teams, mm-hmm. um, provide also an opportunity for players to be seen internationally. Um, you know, I've uh, spoken already to a couple of coaches that do have their players. Um, he sends out, he receives players internationally coming in. Um, but uh, the league that he's playing, he's not happy right now. So he wants to uh, provide. He wants to do another league, hopefully uh, to to cater that. Um, another good, another thing is I think that's going to be helpful for us is that we're not going to have one guy as the conference manager handling the entire state. Okay, we want to have whatever city uh, conference we have is we want to have a conference manager for that city to handle those teams. Myself will oversee the entire league and oversee the conference managers. The conference managers, whether they're playing, let's say they're playing Dallas or Houston, they're playing Loretta, whatever, down south, they know those teams. Mm-hmm. They understand those teams. They will handle all the P's and Q's down there. Um, so that's another thing. So that, 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 that's, that's the benefit that we're, we're, we're going to have. Obviously, our mothership is Florida. Uh, you know, Milton Galvan is, is, is handling everything. And and he's got very good connections, people. Um, he's um, very well known. Um, and I don't, uh, I know a little bit of the gentleman. I'm talking to him more and more. I mean, uh, I haven't spoken to him. I just spoke to him a couple of days ago, but before my knee surgery, I, you know, I was talking to him frequently, but I haven't talked to him uh, throughout the whole month of uh, December and I'm sorry, mid December and January because of my knee surgery. Um, so, uh, you know, we're looking to bring sponsors in. We're looking to, 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 to uh, to help out uh, any teams that we can. Now, obviously, we're not charging membership. We're not charging mm-hmm. registration. So we cannot provide free things here and there like other leagues can. But eventually, we're going to get in there little by little. We want to work with corporations, businesses that want to that see our vision and want to help us. So what I'm and hearing is is you're trying to kind of create a, a players league, so to speak, more of a league for the players, about the players, to promote the players, that doesn't cost the players, that, that... – all for the players, yes. Is and that down what the road, Yes, that yes. And down the road, uh, I would say probably within a year, things are going well. We want the the teams that are registered, uh, that are playing in the league, uh, to have a say so, to have a vote um, within the league, that their voice will be heard. That's what we want to do. We we don't want to shut anybody out. We want to have a a, a a meeting with all the owners. We want to hear about how we can improve our league after one season, after the second season, and get certain ideas in there. Because if you, if you have to hear different ideas. That's, mm-hmm. that's you know, and, and, and 
so that that's another thing that uh, Milton and I uh, are talking about, and and I feel very strong about that. But the league is for the players. That is the product that we and, and it's for the players. No re, no fees, no registration. We want to make for them to be seen as much as possible. Uh, give them another opportunity to get their feet wet at this level. Maybe move them up to the higher level. Uh, also create those um, relationships, like Samba's created a relationship with SAFC. Every 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 team in their city create relationships with certain higher teams that they have, or even if it's an indoor team or something like that. So that's what we want to help them to uh, to do uh, to, as much as possible. Well, that's exciting news, Coach. Uh, thanks for you know coming on and, and sharing that announcement here with us on the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. I look forward to seeing how that develops here over the next couple of weeks. I got weeks. one question after Daniel. Okay, we're not going to let him go yet. Don't worry. I promised Coach we wouldn't rush him off. Everybody will get a turn. But ahead, <laughs> as long as it's not about the sticker. No, we're going we're gonna to refrain from that, Scott. Quick question, Coach. We yeah. talked about the team. Um, what's going on with your women's team this year? That was my question as well. <laughs> um, as you know, uh, we have about six uh, Samba girls that are playing. Uh, we have a Samba team playing indoor. Mm-hmm. And then from that team, six girls were picked to play in the uh, women's un- in indoor semi-pro league mm-hmm. that is run um, by, I can't remember her name, but it's Slayers. So we um, we have girls playing there, still staying in shape and, 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 and doing, you know, still playing. We want to... I've reached out to um, uh, WPSL uh, a couple months back. Actually, I reached, I reached out to them in November, October of last year, and um, wanted to get some uh, what they charge and, and this. And, and it, it just seemed about very high right now. At the time, we just finished. Uh, you know, we were just ending our UPSL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended our UPSL season. I mean, uh, we want to continue with the women's league, but we don't want to do it if the girls have to pay. We want to be able to bring in sponsors, um, you know, bring in great talent, able to, to, to showcase them. Um, you know, with the Aces coming back to WPSL, I mean, that uh, would have been nice to have the Samba girls play, but it, it, WPSL is going to be around for a long time. Um, unfortunately, the UPSL women's is trying to come back, and I hear they're not – they don't have any registration teams at all. Um, that – I mean, that leaves kind of damage to what happened last year, which is a shame. I mean, we would have still played – the women, I, I, I told you, the women would have stayed in UPSL. The men, no. The women would have stayed in UPSL if things were done right. So, um, Milton, we were talking about having women's league, but this is too soon. We want to concentrate on the men for the mm-hmm. NSL. But uh, who knows? You know, uh, right now, my focus is not really doing the women's right now. It's, it's basically bringing back a league for the men. And with this new title that's been given to me here uh, for the NSL league, it's, I'm going to have a lot on my plate. Um, and I just want to do things right. Uh, so, you know, keep Samba going and, and, and do, uh, showcase my players for Samba the best I can and, and provide a great a league for them to play in and for all the other teams to play in. So to answer your question, Danielle, I mean, I would love to. I really would I, to do it, but I, I just don't see it happening in 2020 right now. So does that mean we'll see you out there at an SA Slayers match supporting those girls that are, are kind of playing on the indoor scene right now? Oh, I have been there. You guys just haven't seen me. <laughs> <laughs> He's been at the upper deck there. Uh, no, I'm no, just no, kidding. No, no. Place to be no. upper deck. Hey, I've been. I've been. To maybe a game we've there. been at the upper deck. Maybe. Maybe no, that's no, why no, we I have been to the upper deck. Upper deck. <laughs> no, if, if if I would go to the upper deck, everybody expect me to buy my first round. But no, no. 
Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know there's nothing wrong with that. No, but I did go to one game, um, uh, and uh, it was the route that happened the other night uh, on Saturday. I think it was oh, their, home op- their, their home opener. Was that their home opener where they beat? Uh, t- I think the score was like ten to nothing or eleven nothing or something. So were you at the R- was that the RGV game that you were at? The- yeah, that's the same yeah, one that Danielle right. and Harry were at. Yeah, yeah, I was there too. So see, uh, okay, yeah, I I didn't stay for the whole game. I, I popped in uh, right after the second half, right when the second second quarter half, whatever you want to call it, started. And um, boy, the uh, players looked really good, and I saw some of the old. Uh, uh, some of the players that with Athenians are part of that group, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just don't see anybody beating that team. <laughs> oh, no, we talked about it last week. Michelle Morgan's no, on a different I mean, level. Those, those girls are just so technical, you know, and and, 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 uh, um, and they look good. And plus, I, I, in my mind, they, they got probably one of the top goalkeepers in San Antonio, Ryan Garcia, who was our Samba goalkeeper. I mean, that girl's phenomenal. Yeah, AJ said she has moves because she was jam because they had the radio uh, blaring and with the DJ and she was back there just dancing and AJ was watching her. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, we I like I go back to the women's. I'd love to do it, guys, but right now, um, even Augie said he'd like to do it. Oh, I bet. But he realizes. I mean, we we made a pact. We we we, we cannot charge anymore for the girls. I mean, we want to do it for free and see if we can get some sponsors in and. And all that—it's just—it's—it's it's, the pay-to-play thing is—it's—it's it's hard, um, you know. And when you do something like that, it's—it's it's, it's basically uh, the best players don't want to pay, you know. They—they—they—they want to go play somewhere and, and, and it basically have everything given to them, which I understand that. Well, and it's tough because so, you guys don't have the academy system and everything else in place like some of the other teams do to kind of offset some of that cost and everything. Yeah. I mean, but... we have a we have a, a youth team, an O one, O two, O three youth team. But you know, it, it doesn't bring in a lot of uh, finances to offset right. uh, any of the, any of the semi-pro teams. So, who knows down the road? But um, you know, um, we'll we'll see what happens. Well, coach, again, thank you for coming on. And like I say, we'll look for those announcements on Thursday. And looking forward to the next couple of weeks as you, as you guys start to announce more teams for the uh, league here in San Antonio and everything. And uh, as always, looking forward to catching up with you out there at a at a match or uh, seeing you at one of the uh, SA Slayers games supporting the girls. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. You know, we, we see each other in circles. Matter of fact, Scott, you and I were supposed to be in Florida this weekend, <laughs> right? I don't know if you told your, your your crew about it, Scott, but, hey, I'll break the news. I don't care. Scott and I were approached by UPSL guys to narrate the, the, the playoffs in Florida. We were supposed to do two semis and a final. And we were going to be in Miami, Miami. And uh, UPSL was going to cover all the costs, and I tried to – push that hey you know our, our time is a little valuable we want to get paid but according to upsl they didn't have the funds so uh, i blame my agent i blame my agent here coach rex wrote and, uh, so <laughs> they said no but uh, hey uh, they like the way we work together man they saw the video and they said we want both you guys and uh I don't know. Maybe they'll get freaking contracted this weekend or thing one, thing two. Who knows? But I know they'll never be the same dynamic duo that Scott and I have been working together. Hey, speaking of, we'll have to uh, get you on air for a uh, high school game. That's what I'm hearing for. We got the uh, equipment now. We uh, are about to start unveiling some uh, live high school games. So maybe we can get you back on the airwaves. That would be pretty cool. I'd love to do something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. let me know. Uh, I'm available. You know, when it comes to soccer, I'm, I'd love to do it. And come out there and help you guys out. You, like I said in the past, you've always shown a lot of love to Samba, 
You've always allowed our your platform to, to, for us to, 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 to let people know, let our fans know what's going on, breaking announcements, anything that's been happening, you know. Uh, so I really appreciate that. And, and, and when, when I had this announcement, I always will price it, but reached out to you first. If it didn't happen, then probably, but you guys are always number one on my list, man. Just I appreciate that, man. That's what we're very, here for. Very beginning. So, I, again, thank you for that. You guys do such a great – and you put a voice for low-level soccer. You know, and uh, and what I like now about it, you got Danielle on, which kind of keeps you three guys in check a little bit. <laughs> That's right. That's right in check. But you know, the thing I I think that your ratings will go up, Scott, if you actually give the that you know the the MC headphones to her and let her run a couple months. You hey, did know. you not see the Marlene Compa show? That was a, a working woman Wednesday. She just ran the, the last episode. I didn't say anything the entire time. Look at you. You're the one doing all the talking. So I don't <laughs> know what happened there. To be fair, none of us were really talking because uh, you know, <laughs> Marlene was just asked a question yeah. and it went. To the master here. <laughs> we're just listening to the two masters, the dynamic <laughs> duo of Retro <laughs> and Murkowski. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Rafa, Rafa needs to talk a little bit more, man. Rafa, we want to do a sound check here, buddy? <laughs> hey! Rafa, yes! <laughs> All right, Coach, well, we'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. we still got some more high school soccer to talk, WPSL to talk, and some San Antonio FC as well. We'll be right, right back. National Soccer League 2020, guys, spring. Thank you. All right. So we got a new name for the show, uh, according to Harry here, uh, Danielle and the others. Uh, we're back with you. Uh, but no, exciting news here from Coach Rex wrote. Uh, you know, always happy to uh, have him on and, and just hear what's going on in, in the world of Samba and everything. And uh, looking forward to seeing, you know, what teams join in on that and everything and uh, having a, a competitive league that's free to play. And like I said, I could see some of those Sunday teams kind of jumping all over that as far as, you know, the ones especially that are playing in the first division, not the ones that should be playing in the first division, but playing the third division because they want to get trophies. But Rafa, I was kind of interested, man, to uh, hear your take on that. Um, what do you think just from a, from a league perspective as far as, you know, having some competitive teams playing in that? I'm surprised that they're going to have a, uh, everything for free, I guess, you know, just – Payment player registration, which I, it's understandable. Um, I know I did hear him, him mention about a youth a league in Florida. I wonder if he's going to eventually bring that to Texas, and that might rival what Stisa has. I mean, right now Stisa's pretty much pay for play, you know, pay to play. I know it's something I went through last season, you know, playing in prime and stay classic, you know, you know, you have to pay it again to play those leagues and so forth. You know, maybe that's something that, you know, more teams are probably maybe jump ships. Hey, I don't have to pay to be in the league at a certain amount of price and it's free and just pay player registration. I'd rather play there than pay this big amount. So yeah, I was, was kind of interested. He mentioned that. And I like, think, and I kind of back of my mind, it's like, well, I wonder if he's eventually going to try to bring that here to Texas. I was waiting for you to ask what the uh, age minimum was for the league to see if you could maybe have your boys play in the. Uh... Yeah, because I mean, I'm I'm kind of curious to see what age groups they have in Florida. If, if they have the kind of the same setup, like the, from like U6 all the way to U18, if 
are they, you know, how, how successful is that league going and how competitive that league been? And if it's beneficial for those players just paying registration and not worrying about paying mm-hmm. all this amount of money to play the whole year, like playing at certain clubs and so forth, mm-hmm. the amount of money. So, you know, that's that that'd be interesting. Maybe that'd be attractive to maybe some more teams, maybe here in Texas or especially here in San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see eventually that comes over here. So here's my question, and it's my concern having been in the NASL where there was a low cost to get in, and it's kind of my concern with NISA as well, is you you pay for what you get. So if you're not paying anything, especially on the administration level, there's got to be some sort of revenue coming in for them to, to be able to do it. I understand on the individual team side, but, you know, where, where are they coming in with, you know, for the, you know, conference managers for, you know, all of that. It's, there has to be some sort of revenue or, to come in for that because there is some expenses for that mm-hmm. or you hope there are some expenses, um, you know, for that, so that, that, that's, that to me was kind of a red flag. You know, I like the idea of, of, of the players not paying anything, but if the teams are also not paying anything to me, you have to, wonder how the league is making money or how the league is is generating revenue to even just cover basic expenses so i think that's where the sponsorship idea kind of obviously would be a huge one for them if they can start to get some sort of sponsors involved and stuff like that to help offset some of those costs but yeah because you know with the uh the upsl and stuff like that conference managers get paid based upon teams they bring in and Mm -hmm. part of that five thousand dollars or whatever is going to that so that kind of is what it sounded like when I was wondering from Coach Rex wrote, you know, what's the incentive to being the conference manager if there's no buy-in? And it sounds like right now a lot of them are more volunteers that are filling some of those roles until maybe they can get some of those sponsorship dollars rolling in. I think one of the differences, too, and just from, like Harry said, practically speaking, you can get away with having low overhead for, like, an adult league, for a semi-pro Um, A lot of them pay at the field. They're referees. Mm -hmm. Um, There's probably not a lot of, like, software involved. But once you get to the youth level, you have to pay your referees, and it's preferred not to pay us at the field because um, the vast number, you just don't know what's going to happen, if you're going to get paid. Um, And then you start running into this whole, like, oh, well, you owe me from last week. Um, and then you need the software so that players can upload IDs. You can have that online. So there is, there should at least be some sort of just entry into it in order to just cover like the things that make the league work. Like you pay the league to pay the refs um, or your conference. And so some of those simple things like just some software and you need someone administratively to say, hey, you didn't get your team registration in. This isn't a legal player. You can't play them. Um, I think it's one of those things in 10 years. I think you could see a lot of people moving towards it if there's low to no cost. But I think now um, I like the idea in theory, but in practice, um, I'd want to see kind of the the rules on paper and, and what's going into it to feel a little better about it uh just makes me a little i don't know what that word is well the travel costs will come into play so you know i mean i understand maybe they're playing within dallas and houston but eventually they're gonna have to play 
so there's going to be an expense there. Uh, I don't know if they're going to charge at the games, gate like a gate fee for the fans, which I don't know they're not being any fans. <laughs> Maybe for you, the follow, I guess, the players, but the family. Yeah, the family, but I think sponsorships, and that's another thing. Are the sponsors willing to, you know, put in money knowing that, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, like I said, it's just a semi pro team, and is it worth the investment, you know? to even get some type of advertising there and so forth. So that, you know, those are all things that are coming into play. But, you know, in theory, it sounds like, like I said, a good idea as far as kind of getting away from the pay to play, you know, but maybe hopefully it does succeed. It does succeed. And, and to be fair, he was just talking about uh, expansion fees along those lines. So there may be, you know, annual fees or dues that, that you do to, that the teams have to help cover in. You're just not paying that fifteen hundred or five thousand dollars or whatever it is. So there is that possibility to where, you know, you may not have the large upfront cost, but on an annual basis, there, you know, every team might have to chip in X amount to kind of cover some of these admin costs. But um, I know so that's good news from Samba. I'm a little disappointed that uh, the lady team, uh, the women's team, isn't coming back because um, I thought that was, you know, they had a really good team last year. Um, for that here in, in Lake Sahara, I, you know, UPSL women's, I think is still up in the air. I haven't been able to find anybody that can give any concrete information, um, that says it's coming back. Um, I know some teams are looking at other alternatives, uh, for the team that were in there. So, you know, but it's getting that, that silly season for, uh, women's leagues, you know, to start finalizing for the upcoming year. But, uh, High schools, unfortunately, I haven't been able to attend much as much as I wanted this year. But uh, Scott and Rafa, you, you, know, you guys have uh, been out and seen, and obviously uh, Danielle uh, has been. But uh, obviously, she can't really you know, say a whole lot, uh, positive or negative, about her favorite team. <laughs> so we did. Uh, I did. I know Rafa's down in Laredo watching some of the Valley teams scouting for the uh, the playoffs right now. Um, but I, I was able to catch the uh, the Madison Reagan game and uh, finally kind of get to see the Madison girls and, and just what their offense was all about and everything. And I think the thing that kind of separates them for me versus some of the other women's teams that I've seen play so far this season is that they're just so multidimensional. I mean, you know, when, when you look at a team like Reagan, you know, Rafa, I know me and you got to see them play, you know, a week in, uh, prior and it's like they have some speed up top. You know, they have a couple of forwards that are really fast. And I, I know in high school soccer, speed kills and it, it'll get you pretty far. But, you know, it, they're just so one dimensional in that aspect when it comes to their attack versus, you know, Madison. They, they had that, that second goal off that set piece that you saw there where they just crushed the net after Reagan's goalie made that big first save. But then you saw that first goal where it was just a nice through ball. They're good at picking out lanes, finding that forward that's streaking down the wing. And then for her to place that all the way across the net far post, shooting from outside the box, they're just such a multi-dimensional team that it's kind of hard to stop that attack versus I feel like some of those other teams like Reagan, not to take anything away from how strong their defense is, how well their keeper played. But when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, it's a little bit easier to stop kind of a one-dimensional attack or to key on a couple of key players that you know are really fast. And that was kind of what Madison did was just have that sweeper back there to shut down anything that came through. And uh, Reagan had a couple chances. I mean, they had one that 
went right across the box, you know, and unfortunately nobody was there on the back post to finish it. So I'm not saying that they didn't have chances in the game, but I think you just kind of see that difference between how well a team like Madison is playing right now versus a really good team that's playing in the division. So uh, it was kind of a, a similar situation in the game after that with uh, Churchill and Lee. Uh, you know, both teams came out and uh, it was pretty evenly matched there, but you could just see a little bit more technical ability, I felt like, from what Lee displayed. And again, you know, just that there wasn't like one mode of attack. I, I know Churchill likes to send those long balls to a uh, Skylar Fry, and he had a couple chances where he was one-on-one -on -one with the goalie and just unable to convert. But again, Lee just has so many different ways to attack you, whether it's on a free kick, whether it's, you know, another set piece goal that they had, uh, but just their technical ability. You can tell that they're very comfortable playing with each other and knowing where each other is on the field. It's like almost effortless sometimes. And I, I don't want to say that they were toying with Churchill or anything like that because Churchill was a strong opponent, but even some of their tight passing inside the box where a lot of teams, you know, you're just trying to shoot and get that chance on goal. They're very comfortable just looking for that one extra pass, finding that extra man in tight spaces. And I think that was kind of that differentiating factor <laughs> in the match that I saw with Churchill. Yeah, you know, seeing the highlights, I guess, from last, like, the game started with the first going back with Madison and Reagan. Uh, Reagan was, for the Reagan girls, they were, they were kind of like the bar to see where Madison was at. And like I said, Matt, not knocking him off. And then Madison does have wins over Steele and Clemens. So right now they quote unquote, they're kind of the, the queen of the hill top team for women's soccer or for girls soccer here in San Antonio uh, right now. And, and they, like I said, they're the team to beat now. You know, we'll see what, you know, what Churchill can do as far as the girls, Johnson. And, and he's got Biden. a tough matchup on Friday. Yeah, they got to with Lee. We we'll see how that goes, you know. But you know, lurking out, out and then the playoffs in the region is, you know, is is Austin Westlake and Lake Travis. You know, can Madison knock those two off? And like I said, Lake Travis was the one that won the region. You know, we'll find out to see if they bump into the playoffs or they're how you know if they can take on them, and if they can knock them off, I can see Madison making it to. You know, to the state tournament there in Georgetown. And on the flip side, like I said, boys, you know, Lee's the, is the you know the the class act. You know, ranked number one in the nation. You know, I saw some good things on, on that video as far as touching the ball, so forth. I think Churchill, you know, kind of exposed them a little bit. I think they've been a little bit more patient, more touching the ball, mm -hmm. kind of more possession, and they're kind of picking their spots. I think they could have got sneaking some more. I think you play more into Lee's game, doing the long ball, you know, just giving the ball right back to them, you know, and then then, and then they get you on a counter attack. I think keeping the ball away from them is probably going to be the key to trying to, to compete against 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 them. And then um, last last Friday night, I went to see some five A soccer down at Sports the Spring Sports Complex. Uh, I saw Sam Houston versus Edison, and then I saw uh, a. Pretty much a good matchup. Lanier uh, on paper is going to be Lanier versus uh, Alamo Heights, and Alamo Heights really impressed me. Uh, I think for 5A, for San Antonio, they're they're, they're the top team for 5A boys. Uh, they can really touch the ball. Um, they reminded me a lot of like Lee. 
very lots of chemistry. I think, like I said, a lot of these boys know already know each other, especially some of them play together club ball. You know, you, they just kind of toyed around with Lanier. Uh, they ended up winning 4-0. They didn't score in the second half. They put a lot of the bench players, but they kind of knew they had a, the game in, in hand. They pretty much had the cruise control. So uh, hopefully you get to see Alamo Heights play, and, and you'll see you'll see what, you know, what type of, you know, like I said, the program they have, they, they're going to be one of the top, top sleeper programs for 5A. And then the one I'm looking forward to is when they play against uh, Jefferson. That's going to be the game for that district. I think whoever wins that game is probably going to win the district championship. I know they play twice, but whoever I think whoever gets the heads up, you know, on that game is going to win the district championship for 5A. I think we also need to talk about TAPS playoffs start today. So good luck to all the San Antonio teams. May the, all your balls go in the goal, and may you kick some butt. So um, good luck to all those teams who are going. It's it's awesome. This is your World Cup, guys. Live it up. Enjoy it. Um, win some games. So hopefully we'll have some uh, highlight videos and clips from tomorrow on games tonight. So that should be exciting. So we'll need to check in on that. Um, and we'll have keep you updated um, more as time goes on because that's for the next four weeks, I think, um, those yeah. Catholic playoffs. I'm sure Central Catholic's probably going to be the favorite. <laughs> Are they even playing in TAPS? Yeah. Or do they no. they do, do they play in both? So they, they'll, they'll play a lot of teams outside of their conference. Like they'll still play against Reagan and play a lot of those teams from NISD and NEISD, but they are officially TAPS still. So like when they do their tournament play and everything else, it's still TAPS. They just schedule some games outside of conference each season. Most of their games outside. Yeah, most of their games outside of conference, yeah. But speaking okay. of that, kind of okay. an interesting uh, realignment too, Rafa. I'm just we hadn't really had a chance to uh, talk about that since the uh, new alignment came out. Just real quickly, because I know we have a couple other subjects to get into still. And uh, to Danielle's point, we'll get that highlight video already after the games uh, on Friday and everything Shop, else. Yeah. What'd you think about Brandeis and I, I think Clark were kind of the yeah, two Brandeis big ones Clark. moving yeah, to NEIST. Yeah, that was a curveball because um, I was hearing like rumors that they were going to split the two, the two all the NISD schools into two different districts. And the other half of that district was going to be, I think I read something like it was going to be Brennan. Holmes, Jay, Stevens, and then they were going to add South Sand and possibly Del Rio and Eagle Pass. Well, that didn't happen. And so they ended up moving out uh, to the big dogs as far as for football-wise, as you know, Clark and, and Brandeis, I'm sure. And that didn't make too happy the, the O'Connor fans <laughs> with that little rivalry game they had, but they're going to play it for what I'm hearing. But as far as the so- soccer aspect, you know, it, that's, that doesn't does make that soccer district a lot tougher. It's like the group of death, so to speak, now for San Antonio soccer. Yeah, and then, then from the flip side with it, you know, having Brandeis out, Clark no longer there, you know, so there'll be some more side teams that maybe mm-hmm. are looking on the outside from the end, but now have an opportunity. Well, Harlan moves in, right? And Harlan's yeah, got a pretty decent. Yeah, they do have up. a pretty good team. They have They're a pretty good fast, team. Fast and physical boys team, yeah. The Hawks. Yep. Yeah, so. so yeah, so looking in that, except for that district with the rest of the Northside teams, 
I think the favorite probably is going to be um, was like Marshall, which we went Saturday too. We forgot to talk about that game. Marshall's for real. I mean, yeah, and I screwed up somehow on the score sheet with O'Connor and Marshall, so apologize for that. Yeah, Marshall's for real. I mean, they 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 impressed us. They they have a system that works for them. As far as dictate, I think what I've seen is they dictate games mm-hmm. and make you play their style. And they've done that to Clark. And now they've done this to O'Connor. So they're 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 going to be a sleeper team. And you know, I like to see what what they're going to do going up against. You know, I, I'm sure they're trying to get that first place spot so they avoid Lee and maybe Churchill or Reagan in the second in that first round game. Right. So you know, I like to see what they can do you know, with one of those Northeast teams in, in, in the playoffs or even also with Westlake and, and, and Lake Travis. So, like I said, it's a wide open. Like I said, Marshall's going to be up there for that district championship. So we'll have uh, some more high school coverage. Danielle, anything that you wanted to say about that before we move on to just the uh, WPSL tryouts that we were at on Saturday as well? I'm going to talk about that in a second, but I do just need to address the issue that I had pizza delivered during the show. I ordered pepperoni. It was cheese, and it was an hour and a half late. Oh. So I don't know if my where my mood has gone since then. I think it started to like go down because now I got to call him up and act all mad and be like, "Where's my pizza? I want a new one." Last him on the show. Come on, who is it? I know. Domino's. <laughs> it was Domino's. It, it was my local Domino's, and I'm like, you guys are all like, we're the best on the commercials. Hungry and- Howie's for the win. Free free advertisement right there. Hungry Howie's. Uh-huh. Send well, now Little Caesars delivers, so uh, thank you, Super Bowl commercials. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Scott and I will talk. We'll talk women's soccer. I'm slowly going to be moving through the stages of grief. Um, first, denial. I think I'm in denial that Sambas won't play, so I'm going to pretend. I'm going to completely deny that they're not playing for the next season. We're going to, you know, kind of live on, and I'm going to pretend that they're going to get into another league. Fingers crossed. Um, but we got a chance to go to the surf tryouts um, just so everyone can keep up because sometimes in the semi-pro league, names, cities, everything changes, <laughs> leagues, whatever. So uh, just so everyone can keep up and a reminder, Alamo City um, women's team and their whole club mm-hmm. is moving to surf. The first teams in that transition are the women's WPSL and the women's UPSL. Again, they could change, but the two women's team are going to be the first teams to go surf. They had all the surf paraphernalia out and about. So um, great for taking pictures. I'm sure Scott got some good ones. Um, and so it was just exciting to see they had enough for a full field um, yeah. play. Love, I've been to a yeah. number of tryouts and, you know, you don't see a lot where it's full field 11 on 11 um, playing playing and these girls were playing hard and um at good speed it almost reminded me of you know like a regular season game they Mm -hmm. were they were there um of course everything tweak and everything but it just shows you that there were haters talking about oh we can't handle five women's soccer teams we can't handle five men's teams um but there's plenty of talent out there um and so it's awesome to see these um women coming out and trying out for the teams coming out and playing. And this was only their second tryout. They've got another one coming up, I believe, on the 16th. And then I know they're going to have one over spring break. So 
just check their website. It's got up-to-date information, which I love. I love an up-to-date website. Um, and they so, have some younger girls that could really play. And yeah. then they had some, you know, older girls that, that looked like they could really play. They had a forward up top there uh, heading the direction I was at that, that was phenomenal with their touch on the ball and very quick. Yep. And they had some, I like to say mature, not old. Okay. Stop. Forgive me. <laughs> better way of saying it. Um, but they had some girls who, you know, are obviously, you know, in careers in their twenties. Um, so it's not still just, you know, club players. It, it's, it's girls who play. They had one young lady, um, who is, I believe it's from New Zealand, um, who was working out with them. Um, and, you know, it just, they looked good. They looked cohesive. I think starting early are gonna, is going to give the teams the advantage. They can work on some things, get the conditioning, get the playing in, um, develop those relationships on the field. Um, and so I think I think they'll have a lot of that. Um, I was looking on websites and Facebook, and please, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I saw the Blossoms are having tryouts coming up soon, but did not have a date or a time. So they're going to be having those in sources said um, former players on the team from previous seasons have not heard yet. So I'm sure that's coming up. They usually um, get that in. Yeah, they usually do. And they always in last season, I don't even know. They maybe had one tryout and they were cleaning house in WPSL had a great season um, and, and definitely improved from season one to season two. So that was awesome. The Athenians um, said that they had a tryout on January 30th, but they're usually pretty good about posting like pictures and, and recaps. And I didn't see anything on the page on their web page or on their social media. So not sure if it happened or if it just hasn't been uploaded yet. But um, I know the Athenians were, um, you could see from their social media and stuff, at the UWS annual general general meeting. So that's mm -hmm. always good. You know, they're they're committed. They're 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 going through the process. So that's awesome to see. So and then Sporty, um, their website is in Spanish, and um, my Spanish is. Google <laughs> Translate. Come on, Daniel. I only know the bad words that are usually used on the field. Not and in I'm the not website. <laughs> um, I know my like eighth grade textbook. I do know a Spanish song. I will sing it for you, Rafa, because I do know that you really want to hear my Spanish song. It goes like this, so we can all remember our Spanish words: Pollo, chicken, gallina, hen. That's all I remember from eighth grade. But Rafa, nailed it. That I pronunciation. Did, I think they did that song in kindergarten. I think <laughs> she's in eighth, eighth grade. Rafa's okay? in Don't kindergarten. Be Don't be hating. At least I know I'm some Spanish hating. terms. Now, if I ever go to a live animal market, I can get my pollo and I can get my gallina. <laughs> Um, Scott, any, what else did you have, um, from the so trip? I have a little bit of something while we were kind of talking here. I, I haven't been able to get anything concrete, but if you go to the UPSL website and, and go in under the women's division, um, they do have a 2020 spring season standings that does have Alamo city that does have, uh, the Corinthians, uh, feminine in it. And it looks like here. Uh, you know, it's got Athletico Katie, um, 
the Providio Alcrans, Foro uh, SC, FPS Pro, Lone Star, and a WSA Women's Team. So, on this, on this, on the standings, it does show that there is eight women's teams for UPSL. Now it's not just uh, San Antonio. It looks the like they're four, doing. Yeah, Dallas, Houston. It looks like that it's going to be a state one here. Um, okay. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but typically you, if you go on to the UPSL website, sometimes you can find information on there that's not necessarily public yet. But uh, if you dig around, you may be able to find it. So, um, and that's that's somewhat new. So, despite nobody having any quote information that that they're able to say, there does look like that there's at least a pulse according to the website. So, I'm Which gonna wait news. until I'm gonna wait until May. To <laughs> that's all subject to change and doesn't mean anything. Any, <laughs> but at least it's better than not having days. anything though. At yeah. least it does show that they do have some sort of intention. Now, whether it comes yes. true or not, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's like the UPSL playoffs, subject to change. Subject to change. Ooh. Don't go there. Too early. Too we're, moving, too we're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, like I say, I just, I was blown away, kind of like you said already, um, for the tryout, for it to be 11 on 11, and, and the girls looking like they're already in playing form. You know, that could have been a regular season match that we saw out there in that scrimmage versus, you know, just an open tryout. So uh, looking forward to seeing what surf does, you know, this season. And I think you bring up a great point that them getting started kind of early and, and the girls kind of starting to have a chance to gel together already. You can see where it looks like that's already starting to pay off for some of those girls. And I do want to commend both, you know, Alamo city slash surf city or surf San, uh, San Antonio surf and the Athenians, because they are very, you know, they put information out there, you know, unlike the other teams here where they don't really put any information out. To me, they do a great job of representing what you can do at, at this level for the women's games. And I know Surf was at the uh, WPSL conference as well, mm -hmm. so kind of the same thing with Athenians. You know, great networking, great to see them getting involved, and, and you know, and I think they were saying that somebody from every WPSL team has to be there in mm -hmm. attendance. So, you know, it's great to see that the league is taking that kind of stuff seriously and, and helping, you know, the different owners and teams to try and get better both on and off the field. So um, moving right along, though, I know, Harry, if, if, if you wanted to mention kind of quickly, uh, there was another announcement uh, kind of that we covered a little bit already, but that you were out at on Tuesday. Uh, tell us a little bit about what the experience was like in a little more detail for the uh, Central Texas Lobos and, and their new female team. Yeah, so the Central Texas Hornets, uh, like I said, are going to be starting a team uh, in the UWS. Uh, they're going to be playing in the Kyle Buda area. Um, you know, I know uh, David tweeted me the stadium of what it was, but I don't know the area well enough. I do <laughs> know nothing. that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's up in that area. So, but to me, what's great about it is, you know, you know, for fans of, of the Athenians, you know, which is who we follow here in San Antonio, there's three, there's at least two close, reasonable away trips that you can go travel and, 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 and see them within an hour, hour and a half, depending on traffic. Um, I do know that the CTX Hornets are also having some tryouts as well. Uh, they mentioned that there's one on February 20th at 7.30, March 26th at 7.30, and April 19th. Um, if you register early, it's $20 early, and, and it includes a training jersey. So 
Um, if you did want to try out for the UWS uh, Hornets, you know, there's Central Texas Hornets, uh, you know, if you're up in the New Braunfels or, you know, San Marcos area, um, that would be, you know, kind of an area where you could possibly do. I know there's, you know, you know I'm kind of interested on how close they'll actually be with, you know, the, the three teams there. But uh, it, it was an awesome, awesome event, you know, like I said here, you know, I know the Athenians were, uh, Pete was supposed to go, but uh, unfortunately uh, wasn't able to make it. But, you know, it's good to see uh, Danny from FC Austin come down and support it and speak on it. So um, it gave me confidence that, you know, UWS, especially after the Aces leaving, there was some questions, you know, about, hey, what are they going to do? Um, but they got four teams, and, and if they can, uh, you know, develop, you know, the four teams there, and if, if they can even further expand south or, you know, I know they're looking with the Aces moving out, uh, that they're looking to expand a little bit more in Houston beyond what just the Aces had. So it may not happen this year. It may or may not. But I do expect, you know, starting next year, you'll have um, probably more than one team in Houston uh, for that here. Uh, from my understanding here is, um, the Aces, you know, because they were the first one in, kind of had control of the area um, with them stepping down. You know, they, you know, they may have opened it up to more than one team uh, for that there. So, like I said here, you might see a little bit more, uh, you know, teams in Houston, you know, be able to go. And to be honest with you, a, a city the size of Houston can have, more, you know, should be able to support more than one team. Well, not uh, just open it up for Houston, but open it up for other teams within the UWS because the Houston Aces correct. for so long, you know, were the uh, the champion and everything correct. that another team now has the opportunity to stand up and kind of take that throne. So, but no, it, it was a good event. So like I said here, uh, um, you know, I, I'll just probably say it, you know, I think the, the Central Texas Hornets with them being a new team probably won't be quite on the level um, as the Athenians or, or the Austin Elite, you know, I, I think those two will probably, you know, because they've got that history, they've, they've, they've got that that depth. So, um, but I think, you know, where you got a team, um, you know, FC Austin Elite and basically North Austin, uh, the you know, Central Texas Hornets, you know, will be kind of South Austin, you know, area there. Uh, so, like I said, I can, I can see that being a very fun rivalry and, and you know, especially with the Athenians, but you know, like I said here, you know, and I think David, you know, with Central Texas Lobos for inviting us up. Um, you know, it was a fun event, you know, traffic sucked getting up there on a Monday, but, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. And, and like I said here, I, you know, it was fun to kind of go and, and, and be welcomed, uh, you know, like that, even, uh, you know, as a, as a representative. So, which, you know, shows that, you know, not only just on San Antonio, but the area around the San Antonio that, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're helping grow the game, you know, just you know, by our, by our show. So, which is, which is awesome. Absolutely. It's what it's all about. So thanks again, Harry, for, for running up there and everything. <laughs> I know that was a long drive and I'm, I'm glad that uh, tell David, we said thank you for the scarves as well. It's mm -hmm. always uh, appreciated and everything. Even if I didn't get one, I'm glad that you guys got one. So uh, I'll be happy for my team members <laughs> since Danielle's still a, a little limited on the swag other than the uh, Van Gogh <laughs> painting back there. That's very swaggy. So so are we going to talk about us winning the World Cup yet, or what? No, we're holding off on the uh, World <laughs> Cup announcement. We're SA for, Soccer Roundtable. We're another so show. No, I'm talking about SAFC. Come on. That's, oh, SAFC winning. No, the USL Championship, they can just mail in the season. It's done. We won 5-1 to one our first preseason match. Just it's mail over. It. It's over. Shut it down. It's over. Give us the cup, not the wooden spoon. So, more importantly than on-field performance, rarely will you I am a big fan of mascots. Mm -hmm. 
love a Mia mascot. I love a theme night. I am stoked that we have Pride Night. Mm-hmm. We had an yes. unofficial one, and it was so popular. Um, and people on social media were just. Um, I don't know if you know this as well, though. There's the Pride Night, mm-hmm. but then there's Women's Celebration Night on May 9th against New Mexico United. And then also Breast Health Awareness Night on October 3rd against the, the switchbacks here. So, And I, I think me, that's a – go ahead. I'm sorry, Harry. But to me, I, I like how they're expanding the base beyond just the normal of what they did. Noche de Celebration uh, type events. Right. So they still have the Spurs Night. Hispanic you know, they Heritage the Independence Night. Day, the World Helter, uh, Heritage Night against RGV. Um, you know, I put a comment out. Yeah, I wish there would have been maybe a little bit more focus on Copa Tejas. Uh, on that here and, and they came back saying hey we're highlighting every home game and you know, just left it at that so i'm hoping that they do uh, you know you know do highlight it you know highlight a little bit more as we get closer um i don't like that you know for the austin we're the only one that does the i-35 derby um you know i would like to where the teams would get a little bit more united um on on the what branding the match is called yeah the branding so uh, well three of the teams are united on using the phrase copa tejas and use it so, but one prefers yeah. to make up their own their own 35 hashtag. L- let's just say it's you can you can use it but no one else is so just but i do think overall they did a great I job to, this year i need to we'll save it yeah, for another so show danielle it's the pizza talking but yes it's no lack I, of, <laughs> oh, the lack of pepperoni um but I think it's exciting. I really hope that we do some fun stuff um, for the women's celebration. I think there's a lot of fun things. Cool scarves. Cool scarves aimed at, at a young demographic. Um, bringing in the women's, all the women's teams we have. I think there's a lot of fun things that can be done at an event like that. Um, and I hope it's just not a kind of carbon copy, but slightly different of like the breast cancer awareness or breast health awareness um i i don't know if i want to be reminded of my breast health like i feel like that's something for me and the woman that gives me my mammogram i feel like that's between me and her um i don't know san antonio c cares about your (laughs) my mammograms thank you thank you but no rose give me a pink rose and and, and, But I'm surprised as far as the theme night, there's no national youth soccer night, like San Antonio youth soccer night. Mm-hmm. No, they do have a our future, future night. Yeah, but I would. But that's more about the academy, if, if we're honest. Yeah, I think what they need to do is have a, 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 a invite all the kids that play either, you know, their club soccer, y, CYSO, YMCA, have a youth soccer night. You wear your 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 club or team jersey you get in for free with a paid with a paid parents ticket you know or something like that and that'll fill up the that'll fill up the the stands you know plus you get to honor all those kids that play the sport around the city you know what what more way to market san antonio soccer by acknowledging all the all the youth soccer teams here and you see them do that more with like some of the um, premier clubs or whatever in San Antonio, where they'll they'll be recognized on the field at halftime, you know. And you'll see the youth clubs kind of, hey, buy your tickets here, and the money goes back to the club or whatever. But seeing it on more of just a, a, a uniform scale versus the individual clubs, I get where you're coming from. But my whole thought on it uh, was just that I, I'm excited to see 
you know, the whole our community, our family that, that, that they're trying to promote. At least they listen to the fans with, especially the Pride Night. And a the few Pride Night's huge. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, okay, they're, they're finally doing yeah. it. They're not just saying it as a mouthpiece and then continuing to ignore some of these things that fans are saying that they want. So, you know, to kind of give a little bit of credit where credit is due. Uh, that was my original thought when I saw all the different events that they were going to be promoting. So, But I do know it's a preseason match. But did you guys catch the starting lineup? So it was Cardoni and defense, Gorski, Maloney, Smith, Trialist, Mercado, which is, which is a uh, academy player. So they ran five in the back, Harriview, Partain, Enriquez, uh, Chewy, you know, so they ran three midfielders and two forwards. Uh, Sol- Solnig, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, and uh, so Dave Renenzo. So they, they ran, ran a 5-3-2. And, uh, you know, I uh, I touched base because Oklahoma City had a couple of supporters uh, that went down there. Um, they mentioned that for the first half, um, SAFC pressed Oklahoma City to where they almost couldn't get out of the back. So, I thought that was kind of interesting how we went from a three back to now mm-hmm. what you know, at least preseason wise, it's showing as a five, you know, a five three two. Now we don't know how they actually lined up, um, you know, for that here. But uh, thoughts on that, Rafa, as as far as I think, you know, I think he's just. I think it's a disguised three five two. Do you? Because when you go on attack, you know, I'm sure those outside defenders, Maloney and Smith, are going out. Yeah, and then those three central, the three three mids are going to be centralized. So you're you're basically seeing a three five two in the attack, and then they're defending with with eight in the box. I think that's what they're. I think they're. Did he mention anything as far as was it all their goals like more on counter attacks or just basically pressing pressing? He didn't really go. I know the first goal uh, was from Chewy crossing in to. Uh, was it Solingnag? And I'm sorry, you know, he was the, the last uh, forward that they signed. Um, the second one, according to, uh, you know, kind of showing the highlights that SAFC put out, was on a PK on, I forget who got fouled. In the box, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, second here, Blake Smith was fouled on, on an excellent pass, um, pass in, and, and you could just see he got tripped top, up, you, yeah. know, you, know, right, you know, right there, you know, for here. I forget who made the pass. Um, and then, of course, uh, Gallegos had the had the third one, um, you know, for that here. And then, of course, they had a couple of trialist goals. One also came on a penalty. So, um, I thought I thought you know, you know, and I know it's preseason, and that's why I joke that we're winning the World Cup. You know, going, you know here, here's my uh, takeaway though for for it being a preseason match, and kind of to that point, um, you know, I, I think we've heard about how much harder the team's training this season. And I think having a result that's 5-1 to one in a preseason match just goes to show you how seriously they're taking everything from the get-go, whether it's a training session, whether it's a preseason game. Because I can just envision, you know, in the past, under maybe a Powell-led team or something like that, you know, you get up by a couple, it's a preseason game, maybe you start focusing. Well, it doesn't have to be more. a preseason game. Regular, <laughs> regular season. season. We had to have them twice last year. Let's, let's we'll drop them all back. Pre-season. Yeah, and, and so, you know what I mean? <laughs> to see them just press for the 90 minutes or the, the three 30-minute halves or whatever they kind of played there, you know, and, and take it that seriously where you ended up with a 5-1 result. I think, to me, my takeaway was just how seriously they're taking their training sessions, how committed they are, and how hard they're working 
each well, and every day. They're, basically, they're on borrowed time because, you know, there's no room for error. I don't think play, making the playoffs is good enough. That's that's just my take. I think I think I think that's just that's let, setting the bar low. You know, if you're gonna do this higher, you're gonna make all these changes. You you go for the juggler. You you get in the conference championship. And if, if that's the hard work of doing that, and that's gonna lead us to that, mm-hmm. then that's just you know that's great. But if, you know, we, we just can't be satisfied. Well, we're just well, we're just gonna get into the playoffs. That that's that's not good enough. So, you know, five one, you know, so it was a good result. But if you notice that that none of the starters from the defense last year were on that starting starting five. No Kai, no Yaro, no Akon. That tells you that that tells you something there that he may not have that he's really giving everybody a shot and opportunity to win your spot. And you know, whoever's you know, just because you were there last year doesn't mean no, you're gonna be there. I know Cardoni. Well, only have one goalkeeper signed. So. I don't know. I think and I've now. seen another one get scored on in, in practice. I'm sure. 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 i am and again, it was the season, I think it was one of the seasons where we didn't even get, yeah, we didn't even make it out of, we didn't even make playoffs. So I think people are fighting for their spots now. Um, I will say we're a week behind a lot of other USL teams. I mean, El Paso started this level of training a week before we did. So we do have a week's worth of training that other teams have been doing that we need to catch up on. Um, so we do need to work hard. I So I am so excited and hopeful and like, you don't even know I'm ready for the first game to begin. I'm ready for women's soccer to begin. I want to watch some games. I don't want to watch tryouts. I don't want to watch practices. I don't want to watch clips on TV that I don't even get to see because ain't nobody got time to be on social media anymore. Um, So I am ready. I am ready for a, a season ticket member event where I get to meet the players, learn how to pronounce their names, learn who is who and who like I, again i told you it takes me months to learn because sometimes i just we're, we're team argentina right now team so. argentina just remember that, just remember that. So spursy. <laughs> we're so spursy right now so spursy, so spursy. Uh, maybe Genovi's hooking it up with all those players <laughs> you know he's scouting down there for their <laughs> hey you never know Help maybe that's out, who the Marnie. trialist is yeah, yeah, out there. Parker, Parker, i don't have a problem with it though yeah, I'm surprised oh. he hasn't asked Parker for guys for French for, for, for French players. <laughs> so, they're all playing uh, for Juventus. Oh no, they're playing for Lyon because Parker is actually a Lyon ambassador and was at the Lyon women's partnership with the Rain event. So our very own San Antonio players are promoting teams and leagues in other states and other countries. Don't know how we missed the boat on that one. Just saying. Maybe maybe but, Parker will buy the team. But for, no, but for, he's gone. If he's going to invest in anything, he's going to invest in in the Leon. what is it the the rain or San Antonio Leon. Yeah. So, um, but I'm excited. I'm ready for it to start. I'm ready for my STM shirt. I'm ready for my STM scarf. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm just Danielle wants the swag. 
Bring it, bring it, bring it. If you can't tell, I love some. Are, we, are we getting? Are they getting a New Jersey this year? Yes. A home jersey. Home jersey. Hopefully, so, but, hopefully, hopefully Nike doesn't drop the ball on this. <laughs> but SAFC plays El Paso on Friday, and then of course next Wednesday we, you know, I'm not sure what's going to be up with the show, because uh, I know I will be at the FC Dallas match on February 12th, which is next week, which is free for season ticket members. So if you're not a season ticket member, sign up. However, if you don't want to sign up, you can still go get your tickets. And I think they're still running a special where if you buy, uh, buy the, the Dallas game. match, you get the, you get the first game against real Monarchs, which is a dollar beer night too. We can't forget that. Well, I know I'm excited for the, uh, the matchup on Wednesday to actually get to see him play and everything and kind of see it in person because yeah, unfortunately they're not really anything other than just highlight clips and stuff like that. But again, I, I do feel like at least hopefully Marcina, the work ethic is there. And like you guys say, we're, we're basically playing from behind already. So, you know, that work ethic's got to be there for us to kind of. But it's a, a long season. It is. So miss, missing one week, you know, especially if they're going to be putting in the work. Yep. You know, I know we complain a lot as fans, especially me, but if they get it right, that's all that matters. And, and like I said here, you know, you know, if they keep their legs fresh, you know, like I said here, there's a lot of things that I would love that they do. But most important is on game day to make sure that they have a great product to put out for, you know, you know, for the fans. And, and hopefully, it'll, you know, they'll be rewarded in the stand. It's really building the chemistry. That's what I'm kind of worried about, you know, because the, there was a big uh, overhaul of players. You know, we're not getting that many returnings. So what's going to come down to is, is the chemistry. Well, and that's where I think, though, the locker room's got to be there, too. You know, you can have all the chemistry on the pitch in the world or, or whatever. You know, you can play together. I shouldn't call that chemistry, but you can play together and train together for years and years. And if you have too many egos and too many just differences of opinion in the locker room, you're never going to play together and you're never going to gel. And I, I hope that, you know, at least the the from what we've gathered from the social media, the guys that they've brought in are character guys, locker room guys that you're going to want to go to fight for. And I think that's kind of at least one common thread that you can see from some of the signings is a lot of the players that they signed were guys that never really got their shot. You know, they were fringe guys that maybe got a little bit of minutes, had a few chances, but they didn't really so far announce any just major signings of, yeah, this guy scored 40 goals in his league and played in 3,000 minutes last season. It was all guys that never really got, you know, a chance. And so, Hopefully, if anything, that can kind of help unite them. And like I say, you know, they can play with a chip on their shoulder this season and use that as momentum and, and a way to kind of prove what they have optimistically. Quick question. Did I jinx LaHood? Have we heard anything? Is he in limbo? Is he a trialist? He's Someone still volunteering now. at the soup kitchen. And I, I don't mean I that think, negatively. I think, I think we're still missing what, what a couple a couple forwards, a, a backup keeper, maybe another mid, center mid. Something. Nah, maybe. I think more mids. I think oh, he's more defender. <laughs> I think he's going to be transitioning to the coaching staff somehow. Um, you can't say that about everybody. Six-player coaches. It's a family. It's community. <laughs> They're going to add some seats. on the okay. bench. Tim Duncan. Oh, that's, that's how it happens here. That's the Spurs way. The well, the one that recently retired should have been, should have been on the coaching staff. You know, Still no word on Rafa. Yeah. Well, I think, I think knowing SAFC's 
policy <laughs> on um, talking with media and things like that, I think we can, you know, because their entire coaching staff is on that, that policy. So I think we can pretty much say that Rafa isn't on the coaching staff. So we you can't think? say everybody is on the coaching staff. No, but um, but even on the staff, as far as even like on the youth academy, what more perfect pro- person do you want mm-hmm. to have as a youth coach? I you guess it wasn't a great idea. I just said I don't think he is. I don't think he's coming back to the team, though. I think is where Danielle's going after the uh, flight back, at least for the starting or not starting. But, but he's on still the here, though. That's the problem. He is still here, so he's got. He, he's got to still be affiliated with the team somehow. No, they wouldn't let him be doing interviews on oh, media. I'm talking about LaHood. Are you talking about oh, Rafa yeah. or LaHood? Oh, I was talking about Rafa. I'm so okay. confused. You boys hop around. It's it's I'm, the way here on the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. we got to keep you guessing. It so, is pizza hunger. So it's getting time. You know, yep. when, when I'm saying it's time, it's a long show. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Harry's so saying shop, go shop. My final thought You know, for the first time here. <laughs> Um, you know, I gave San Antonio a lot of positives, SAFC. Here comes my negative here. You've get, you mentioned that you're a community team, that you want to build the family. You've got to start expanding your media presence. You know, New Mexico United's now on ESPN 101.7. Not only their matches, but they have an hour show on Saturday. It's called United Weekly. You've got El Paso, you've got Austin, you've got RGV that are on local TV. Why are we not on local TV? And I'm sorry, Fox Southwest is not a local TV channel. There is, in my opinion, it's unexcusable for you not to be on CW. I've checked the programming on Saturday night. They don't need to rerun, <laughs> uh, you know, is it the Simpsons uh, episode? You know, it. you know re- it's oh, just reruns. Careful. It's a two hour show. They can be on MeTV. <laughs> it, it's something it's yeah. local you say you want to be local but yet you don't you miss the boat so much locally by not being on there and that's how you bring in fans you know hey i want to be at the game after watching you can't make the game i mean i know espn had high school friday night mm-hmm. light you know live broadcast for high school football and we can't get a San Antonio FC. i'm sure it's just a syndicated show on the radio saturday evenings like spain but, and fits or something well i know kbb like, does it even if you had, let's say, Aaron and, and you brought in Kyle, you know, because Kyle's been on the radio before with Ticket 760. If he's you happen to brought them in, or, or hold, hold on here, uh, you know, uh, uh, was it the Blue Collar, Blue, Sports, Blue Collar Sports guy with him and Aaron? Um, the, the, to me, it's unexcusable why SAFC has not took advantage of that. We're year, what, four, five mm-hmm. right now? It's. You know, when you've got new teams that are on TV, when you got MLS two teams like RGV that's on local TV, you're missing something. Ten four. I'm gonna say loud and clear. Danielle, your final thought. I've got some Spanish for Rafa. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, five. We're in season five. Cinco five. Um, cinco five. My text next. Um. I'm excited. I'm going to Nashville. Uh, my flight leaves at 5 in the morning tomorrow. God be with me. But I will be watching the women's national team semifinal game from some random bar in Nashville somewhere. Yes. So um, I am looking forward to that because I think this will be a little bit more of a realistic formation um, and some more of those players that we're looking at and interested in. 
but it is a quick turnaround. It's like semifinal Friday, final Sunday. I'm like, but they had like five days to rest between the end of group play and the semifinal. So it's a quick turnaround. So it could be um, some mishmash. Excited, excited, lots of exciting things. And I also know there's some things in the works for um, SAFC. So I think there's more things going on with the nights. I think there's additional yes. nights and additional team nights and some like underlying themes. Um, Cause I got my fingers in one of those pies. Um, but I don't want to say anything cause I don't know if it's really going to happen. Um, I just, I'm, I'm in the works. I got to get approval from all groups involved. Um, so I think there's lots of um, other things that are happening that I think, I mean, we still have player announcements. We, we've mm-hmm. got lots of stuff coming. So I think mm-hmm. um, we, we've got another, like, four weeks chock full of slowly SAC. dragged out. The season starts in a month. March yeah. 7th, the season still starts. Announced, listen, we, when did we announce that we were going to have a team the first season? Like, six weeks before the season started? Hey, uh, thanks. We have uh, enough players. All right. Pizza hunger. Harry's dying. Rafa. Gracias. De nada. <laughs> I guess my phone saying I got a few. Um, like I said, I'm looking forward for next week's game. Sh- should be fun. Uh, we'll see. We get to see, I guess, the players, you know, how, how they interact. Also, how do they interact with us after the games and stuff. Um, so that should be that should be interesting. And then also tidbit, uh, so all you L3 fans, uh, L3 is coming back to Houston in June yeah. for the CONCACAF uh, League of Nations. It's uh, a doubleheader, right? With well, actually, well, actually, what I'm hearing that the U.S. national team's game against Honduras is going to be at BBVA Compass. One's yeah. in our energy and one's in BBVA. Yeah, so... Trees playing that. Well, we know the energy. U.S. team isn't in, in, <laughs> in our yeah, Come on. <laughs> There's no suspension energy. on that one. Yeah, energy. Yeah, they're going to play energy. So we're, we're now America's team now. USA will be playing in the parking lot next door. <laughs> or they'll play at the Astrodome or something. Yeah, Astrodome. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, my final... Yeah, so they're coming in June, and like I said, um, so be on the lookout for that, and then we'll be out there hopefully for more soccer, high school soccer games. I think there's some big games coming up. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to a Friday going and checking out uh, Lee versus Madison because I know that'll kind of be that next test for the uh, girls. And uh, looking forward to having you back, Rafa, to go uh, check out some more high school matches with. But as always, this has been another episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, What's Life Without Goals? We out.